Scotty. How many times what? has he declared no, no. Listen, come on now. Let's I'm get the answer correct. I don't know if the engines can take it. Wait, listen, I if you're going to answer it, you answer it correctly. Someone's clearly had too much of the envy this week. <laughs> I'm Connor Trenier. I played Commander Charles Trip Tucker III on Star Trek Enterprise. I'm Dominic Keating. I played Lieutenant Malcolm Reed on Star Trek Enterprise. Welcome back to ShuttlePod. Erica, our producer. How are you, dear? Good. How are you guys? How's our day? Great, great. What do we have for us? Well, uh, welcome to episode four, everyone. Today we have special guest, Commander Shran. Jeffrey. Answering some more of your fan questions. So thanks so much for bringing those in. Doing some Star Trek trivia and much more. But first, we have a new segment. I'm going to be making a Star Trek inspired cocktail. Mm. What is that? Wait and see. <laughs> Today's specialty cocktail requires only a bottle of premium whiskey and a rocks glass. A shuttle pod one. Well, cheers, my dear. Oh, Erica, thanks for the pour. I think the shuttle ah, pod one uh, tastes just on. like last week's drink. Hang on, hang on. Really <laughs> good one. Wait, wait, wait one um, second, one second. Mmm. Yep. Oh, yeah, we're dying. <sighs> we're dying. God bless right. you. <laughs> Angels envy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Trekkies and Trekkers, welcome back to the pod. Um, listen, before I get into introducing our esteemed guest this week, I need to say, we both need to say, a, a huge, massive thank you for your incredible support. Uh, the reaction to our baby steps into space has been uh, truly phenomenal. We couldn't have imagined. I no, mean, truly, really one, not knowing really the world of this, and, and two, to see the groundswell of people to come in and, and really support us has been, I mean, it's been quite a, remarkable. It's been heartfelt. It's overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're bowled over. Um, I never thought I'd hear myself say this three months ago, but keep liking and subscribing. <laughs> <laughs> I, half, I half know what that means now. We're, tr- we're helping. We're trying. Uh, but it really is, uh, you are incredible. Uh, yeah. your, your, your love and support never ceases to amaze us. Uh, it truly is is heartfelt. Mm. And can I just say, we are having so much fun. Oh my gosh. It's, it's been a real tonic. Um, uh, yeah. With that said, uh, without another moment of hesitation, uh, our wonderful guest in the pod this week sharing a bit of Mugu Gai Pan and seemingly an endless supply of Kentucky bourbon whiskey. <laughs> Uh, is uh, he's a fantastic actor, a dear friend of ours, and a very good friend. Um, he is an exceptional actor. He's a man of so many faces. He's played more parts on Star Trek than I've probably had hot dinners. Uh, we <laughs> we knew him as Shran. Uh, you'll know him as many other roles in uh, in in the copious amounts of Star Trek episodes. My friend and yours, um, a self-described, and it always makes me chuckle. This always the bridesmaid, never the bride. That's right. <laughs> my dear friend Jeffrey. Jeffrey, Combs. my Combs. friends. <laughs> Cheers to you. Cheers I to you. Can't tell you how thrilled I am to be God with bless you, uh, Ben. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming on board. We've we've done this different places all over the world. We have. But yes, we have. Indeed. You know, it's, it's been extraordinary that uh, I think over the years uh, how we've had this kind of strange luxury of. Of learning about each other as we've gone to these wonderful places around the world and um, just spent time together. And Airports everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Airports. Oh, and some uh, really nice green places, rooms, too. Uh, uh, 
you know. Jeez, last time I saw you, we were hanging out in your room in New Jersey. Watching football. Watching football. There was no bar. There was no food. There was nothing. There was nowhere for you to go. There was no... I was trapped in Jeff's room. My... My flight was the next day, and yours was in about two hours or yeah. three. Yeah. And so it's like, well, let's watch football. And, how, and, and also, one of the great things about that was that we really loved the idea of just fucking hanging out yeah, and doing that's, that. That's, that's I mean, the best part of it all. Yeah. How come I wasn't there? I wasn't invited. You weren't at the <laughs> next convention. Time. Next time. <laughs> well, um, what have you been up to lately, mate? I'm senior. I'm, when was the last time we? Th- was it? Were you in Vegas, by the way, in the summer last? I was. Yes, so that was but the last I time we saw Mostly in my room. Uh, well, it, Vegas was weird, wasn't it? It was a bit. We were all. You know, we, were, uh, we, had, we had screens in front of us. I mean, we didn't have. Did it was difficult. Yeah, it yeah. was. Did and, you, anyway, and you did didn't you do want to go. Show? Out, you didn't want to go out to eat. You didn't want you. So you just get it and come back to your room with your mask. And did you do a show with the the group? We did the. Uh, we did two things. Uh, we did the the Star Trek Rat Pack on Sunday night, but then we also did... Uh, For those of you that don't know, and we will get to this and cover it properly, but uh, Jeff is part of a one, two two bands, I think. Is it just no, the one? I'm You're just, only in the Rat I'm just in the Rat Pack. He's just in the Rat Pack, which is a, a, a wonderful uh, band made up of um, alum from the, uh, the series. <laughs> yeah, it's extraordinary. It's Casey Biggs, Ethan Phillips, Von Armstrong... Uh, Who we had last Matt, week. Yeah, oh, I love that man. Max Gradenchik and our keyboardist Bill Burchell, and we um, we hold forth. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you, and you do very very well. It's it's a fantastic show. If you haven't seen it, it's it's something to watch. And if you uh, ever get yourselves at a convention and these guys are there, you must you got to go see must see it. Well, are the, you up on Spotify or something modern? Like that, or is Spotify? It, is it just is it just still the CDs? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we we actually don't have any CDs for the Rat Pack. You it's don't? a little difficult because a lot of those songs are um, ah. tunes that people recognize, ah, and then gotcha. that, that becomes a rights well, kind of thing, and so it's a little tricky. Well, oddly, uh, Jeff, we <sighs> have queued up maybe one of the songs that you all play. Very oh, good. I'm just being whispered in my ear. Uh, well, it's called What We Left Behind. What We Left Behind. I gotta step aside, let my Ferengi be. But if they ever bring back Quark's Bar, the drinks are on me. Finally. Oh, I love you too. <laughs> From Cardassia <laughs> to that wormhole. Remember what we left behind. Glasses tink together. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, that's People lovely dance. Harmony. Which yeah, is a—it's yeah. an homage yeah. to the last, the title of the last uh, episode of Deep Space Nine. What we leave. Behind, right? Well, I, I really want to start with um, how'd you how'd you find yourself to Star Trek? Like, were you an actor in high school? Did you go to college? How how'd this come for you? Yeah, when I look back on it, I tell you, Connor, I sort of shudder a little bit because sometimes it's really on. I know you guys will agree me with this. It's on the smallest of things that happens, L- little decisions that you made that you didn't know were consequential, mm. or someone you met that changed everything for you. Um, You're my, born in... Um, I was born in Oxnard, Lom- California. Oxnard. Both of my parents were from 
the Arkansas Ozarks and came out to California because that's where the jobs were post-war. Right. Started raising a family. Uh, I'm one of uh, nine children. Nine. What? Well, yeah. Uh, what so, number are you? Uh, let's hold on. Hold on. <laughs> My, slow, my, down, slow, down, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. Are you really a family of nine? Uh, you know, people say, were you Catholic? I go, no, prolific. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, nine. Yeah, my mom had uh, dear mom. one one stillborn and, and, and my little brother uh, didn't live very long. So there might have been 11. No, that counts. I count uh, right, those. Well, right, count them but as, seven. But, and what, so number seven were you, what, what number were you? Five. Five. So yes. which was which was he lucky he, he's lucky he eats yeah lucky yeah <laughs> you, you find ways to yeah. eat uh, I, I'm the youngest of, of three boys and I have two younger sisters two older sisters and two older brothers All right uh, a sister has passed away and a brother's passed away cracking um, yeah the passage of life so yes. how'd you so I was kind of both my brothers were quite social likable. Life of the party, charismatic guys, right? And uh, nothing like me, you. Me, not so much. Nothing um, like you. <laughs> I was um, a little kind of runt, and quite frankly, I, I was blind. I didn't, what? I did, uh, kind of blind. I didn't really know wait, that wait, I couldn't on, see very hang, well. Wait, hang on. What's well, kind of blind? Well, what do you mean? I didn't see very well. Oh, but that wasn't picked up on until I had a test in the second grade, and they went. Uh, he can't see very well. Maybe this child should go see the optometrist. Um, so I was. It, it sort of stunted my ability to uh, read, or right. or uh, you know, I was always playing catch up. Right. My mom put me in school maybe a year early because she was working. Two two my parents were working, and you know, so I was always sort of the. Runt, if you will, right. the little the little guy. Everybody seemed to be a little older than me. Through anyway, I, I I kept trying to I didn't try to find, but I just didn't quite fit in. Fit in. Mm. I was it wasn't so easy for me, you know. And I was small, I was tiny. And what's uh, so? Did, was there something at school that led you somehow to stepping onto a stage or doing something of that nature? Well, so when I was in sixth grade. Uh, we, we rotated classes, you know, instead of just staying in your one class. It's, it's sixth grade. You go, well, for science, you go to the... the and so right. I, I was over in my math class with this guy, and he said, Jeff, can you stay after? And I went, oh, no. Oh, God, I'm my, in trouble. I, it's math, and I <laughs> suck, and what did I do? And he said, our school is doing a play. Our, our class is doing a play. Oh. And... And, it, and it's a safety play, and we—it's we, a Batman and Robin thing, and everybody in the class agrees that you should play Robin, even though I wasn't in that class. So I was kind of like, uh, or, <laughs> I was kind of like recruited. Batman uh, and Robin, I think, it was on the TV at home. Oh my god! Oh, it was, it was yeah. huge. Adam it was the West and the whole so thing. So two kids would ride double, and they'd fall, and then Batman would go, "That's not something you should do." And then I would jump out. What behind was your the- reaction, by the way, to being sort of cast as Robin? Were you excited or, or scared to death? Well, scared, yeah. scared, not sure, but you know, I would jump out and go, "Holy smokes, Batman! You're right!" And, yeah. the, and everybody would laugh. Look at that a natural. You know, you know that first yeah. laugh. Yeah, and that you get that you, first that reaction. Get, so uh, anyway, so was, you did something at school, and then uh, at what point in your life did you 
did you sort of just sort of conjure that in your head like hmm this I is going to go somewhere well yeah and there, there yeah. comes a point in every actor's moment in there like well, I'm not, could I do this for a, for a living you know I took a drama class in 11th grade for an easy A and girls we, yeah we and all girls. Did, yeah we all did <laughs> and um that's how it became an actor I did not audition for the first it wasn't one. for you girls I'm telling you <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> yeah. Yeah. thank you yeah. <laughs> but I, the first play the, the drama teacher said, stay after. I want to talk to you after a class. And uh, he said, someone dropped out and I want you to take the part. And I was like, there's no way. There's no way I'm doing that. But he wore me down. Bless him. He wore me down. And I remember walking home. He going, made you do it. I, I just remember walking home going, why did I say yes? Huh. Why did I say yes to that? But you did. Uh, my first line, I got a huge laugh. And, um, which is heroin for which actors. Is, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's raw morphine. And, yeah. and it was like a sort of a kind of an epiphany. I, I do remember the moment, uh, that rush of. Really? And, yeah. Um, that level yeah, that moment is rush. extraordinary, isn't it? It's that, an that, extraordinary. That, it, it's, it's so powerful. And it's only. It happens to all of us at does. some point. Yeah. It's um, kind of validating and, and, and freeing. I, I remember Johnny Carson saying, you know, the only place that I really feel sort of comfortable or, or in control, I think is what he said, mm. is, is, is when he's doing what he's doing. Right. Yeah. The rest of the time, it's... Uh, Life sucks. Life yeah, sucks. I, I yeah, I know what you say. Yeah, the only time I feel useful. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. You determine you're going to be an actor. Naive. Naively. Yes. And then you decide because... And I say this because I want to give some props to my home state. Yes. You go to the University of Washington. After I went to another school. The PCPA. PCPA in Santa Maria, which was, I'm here to tell you, a, a an incredible mecca, an unsung mecca of theater back in the 70s uh, in uh, Santa Maria, California. I mean, so many incredible actors went through there. It was a summer repertory. We did six shows in rep you were in three and you're just working as an you actor you are rehearsing in the morning rehearsing another show in the afternoon and performing at night you do your time there yes and then you go to UW. UW. yes yeah. they, they had a drama university of washington, university of washington um was Why even even UW? before even before uw U- UW. Oh, UW. UW. And, and so and, even, even, prior to, <laughs> even prior to Seattle becoming kind of grungy sort of, you know, center of the universe. That was later. They were developing this um, actor training actor program. Training, it, was, it was extraordinary. Yes. And the reason and, I went there, you ready? Yeah. Uh, he's a, also a Star Trek alumni, Harry Groner. No, no kidding. I've worked with him. I, I love Harry. Yeah. He Harry Groner. Was Harry at, went to UW? Harry was at PCPA, and then he went off to UW, and I so deeply, to this day, deeply admire Harry, uh, an incredible triple threat. Oh, my God. Such an incredible dancer and was actor really? and singer. He could dance, oh, too. Oh, oh, my God. Have, Harry, no, Harry, Harry, was, no Harry was the original something in Cats. Uh, he was. He was in the original Cats. No kidding. I, so he went to UW. And I went, well, if it's good enough for Harry, <laughs> I think it may be good enough for me. Right. And uh, I got accepted. And uh, so when I was there, Harry was in the third year, which is a three-year program, and I was in the first year. So that's why I kind of focused on UW. 
Because then you, after leaving there, that's when you come to Los Angeles and, and no, right at the very end of my UW time, I auditioned for the Old Globe in San Diego. In San Diego, yep. my whole class did, and I thought, "There's no way I'm going to be in." Well, I'm the only one that they said, "You know, you got a job this summer." So playing, went, playing. Uh, well, I was in Henry Five. I played flute in Midsummer Night's Dream, right. and um, I don't remember what the, the third play was. But it was a job. Oh, and it was in San Diego. Yeah, exactly. After Seattle, it was like, ah! <laughs> and uh, I just had a glorious time. Glorious time there. And my second summer there, on my birthday, uh, I come out of the dressing room, and a uh, agent says. Uh, what are you doing after this? I'd like to represent you. Fantastic. Isn't that nice. amazing? I have an office in New York and I have an office in, in, in L.A. That is a wow. – I, I remember that moment. Well. Happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, it was really quite magical. And so then you go to L.A.? Uh, yeah. And then it's like – just <laughs> whatever momentum I had just hits the skids because it's a coal other game. Relatively quickly, uh, you get no Reanimator. No, no, no. Reanimator was 1984. That same agent uh, dropped me uh, three years later. This is this is hideous, but such an actor's story. Mm-hmm. I'm down at South Coast Rep, and I'm doing Playboy of the Western World. I'm playing the lead, Christy Mahan, in Playboy of the Western World. It's opening night, gentlemen. And the stage manager hands me an envelope and says, this came for you at the theater. And it's beautiful parchment from my agent. Oh, they're wishing me. Happy opening. Break a leg. All that. This is a very hard letter to write, oh, but God. I'm here to inform you. On opening night. The- Places, everybody. No you know, way. Yes way. Yes. Wow. Did, they, did they know it was opening night that, they were, that this would arrive uh, to you your know, dressing room? I, would... I doubt it. I think it was because they can be spiteful. <laughs> I, I, I didn't understand why they were mailing it to the theater anyway, because I I, I didn't live down there. How was that night's performance? Not bad. We won as uh, a professional actor, right? We, there. we won oh. nine drama critic circles award, so, of course, uh, and no one cared. Sodom. And, and so you know, <laughs> the Traction. first camera work I did was. Uh, very small, one day on a movie called Honky Tonk Freeway. Directed, however. I auditioned for that. Did you? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Di- <laughs> directed by John Schlesinger. No, no way. John Schlesinger. No way. Now, Schlesinger. Here's, a, here's a small world connection. He was at the same school as me. Obviously, a few years before me. Unbelievable. He's an old Uppinghamian. Really? He is indeed. Here's to John Anyway, here's to John Schlesinger. Yeah. God bless him. Made some great films. He was a sweet, sweet yeah. man. He was We're a, all going to cling together. Yeah. Might as well. He yeah. is a sweet, sweet man. That that movie didn't do well, but it was my... Honky f- Tonk. Say again. Freeway. Freeway. That must have been an early Schlesinger. So movie. how did you no. get to... Um, what was your first role on a Star Trek show? Uh, that would be a wonder that I did a character called Tehran Tehran in a show called Meridian, an episode called Meridian. From what series? Uh, Deep Space Deep Nine. Space. Deep Space Nine. So your first, your first foray into it was Deep Space. And I'm, and who cast me? Uh, Junie. Nope. Surely. Uh, I had auditioned a couple times for Deep Space Nine before, didn't get it, and uh, this one I go in and uh, Jonathan Frakes. 
was directing. Uh, Jonathan Frakes is no. directing. God bless him. And get this, Jonathan Frakes and I were paired up by John Schlesinger for Honky Tonk Freeway. That's Shut the door. To do, to do an improv about two guys stealing a car. That's amazing. And so... It is a small that's world, like, that's sort of how I knew Jonathan, but that's not really knowing him, but that's sort yeah. of our connection. So after I do my audition, I'm starting to leave. Jonathan goes, Jeff, Jeff, I got a question for you. I go, <laughs> yes, Jonathan. Now, my, at this point, he's number one. He's like right. yeah, yeah. T&G massive, you know, yes, yeah. he's the dude. And he goes, let me ask you, Jeff, you know, that, that honky dog freeway thing with Schlesinger. Yeah. He said, did you get that job? And I went. Uh, it never goes away, does it? No, no. It never goes away. It never goes away. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't nix <laughs> you. Did you, did, did so you get said, it? Did you get it? Did you get it? And I said, well, uh, yeah, Jonathan, but not the role that we auditioned for. And he just went, you know, like. <laughs> Act as real nine-year-olds at so, home. So, so what's your first role? On Star Trek. Tehran. Tehran. Yes. Uh, I don't even know what the species was. I wanted a holodeck uh, copy of Kira, Nana Visitor's character. I wanted a hollow suite, I, you know, like porn. I wanted a copy of her. Well, I, my question, you know, because, you know, when we got our jobs, yeah. we knew nothing about our characters with the exception of like, you know, you were sort the of a general bio. thing yeah. or something. Did you know what you were meant to do or were you then taking uh, the character you got and, and, and then went with it? You, you just have to, you don't even know what you look like, man. Yeah, totally. You don't even, no, like, you just right. show up at 4.30 in the morning and they start slapping stuff on you and you go... Really? This is okay. Yeah, this That's is, it? Oh, right. oh, oh. Well, Vaughn Von said last week, he was like, you know what? I, I had a part. Vaughn has apparently played more roles. Yeah, listen, Vaughn, <laughs> I, I, I say this in the intro for the Star Trek Red Fact. We call him the dirty dozen yeah. of outer space because uh, he's played 12. I told Count you, Connor. Well, wow. I told you we weren't going to mention this. I, I know. Vaughn, sorry. I sorry. think you should. I, I somehow <laughs> did. But Vaughn, Vaughn had said um, in, in one of his characters early on that he had been uh, given some sort of scales or something. And, you know, because as you know, when you're playing a character like that on Star Trek, you're in at like 3.30 in the morning. Oh, my goodness. I You're not you, even awake. I remember I, uh, that you... I, my, I take my hat off to yeah, you. Yeah, you can just... No, I, do, I, did, I had to do it a couple of times. I remember... Just, just a, a couple of times. A couple, I know, really. Yeah, right. <laughs> Listen, I remember Jeff Lewis. You you would stay at Jeff's house. Jeff Lewis, our uh, makeup guy. On those, yeah, those turnaround days, days yeah. like a forced call day, I would exactly. go over to... You're kidding. He would stay at Jeff's nope. house in Burbank, yeah. Because I lived, I lived a little bit out of town. Oh, so. it wasn't like he was making you up on the way in. No, no, no. No. But no, so, no he, so but, you would, rather than go all the way home, he, Jeff would put you up. But the thing I'm curious about is that I think that, you know, um, I've done this as well one time where you, you go into makeup and you're there at three o'clock in the morning, 3.30, and you are nowhere near your character. No. You may have an idea of who your character is, but you're nowhere close to it. Well, but, but, but you get this sort of luxury where you get hours where they... Put stuff on you. And it's like building the character while they put it on. You go, oh, new yeah, information. Exactly. Oh, I see. And how does that play? Oh, that's good. And okay, you have some time to kind of like you do. germinate that. Again, though, let me point out, because of my eyes, 
my poor eyes. Mm. I'm sitting there. It's kind of blurry. Uh, I, I can't wear my glasses while they're doing this. And I do not dare put contact lenses right. in my eyes right. until after they're all done. Right. So I'm like sort of in this nether world of I got to get out of this chair and work on this. But I can't even but look did you have eyes. a moment or period of time when you were coming in very early where, like, you know, I wasn't there. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, so cut from 3.30 to, I don't know, 7.30. or 6.45. Yeah. Where all of a sudden you go like. We're ready for blocking. When they sort of implant your character into you where you go like, yep, I'm there. That's me. That's that's my story with Wei Yun. I had no idea what a Vorta looked like first time. I come in, it's 3.30 in the morning. They start slapping stuff on. Oh, now you got to go to hair, hair. Oh, right. Uh, it's a, it's, it's a assembly line. I have no mm. uh, concept of where it's going to end or where, where, and then you finally get to it, the completion of it all. And you go into your trailer and you put on your wardrobe, which is waiting for you. And you stand there and look in the mirror. There he is. And you go, okay, decision time. Right. Yeah. yeah. What tone? What is, how do I yeah. carry myself? Right. How do I speak? Right. And then the knock on the door. We're ready for block. You're going in. So, discussed this already. I mean, because uh, when you step on as a guest actor on a, an established set with regular, uh, you know, yeah. stars on the set, it, it's you know you're it's you're, you're exposed. And, it's daunting. Uh, yeah. It but you'd already been. I mean, you had a lineage of characters prior to say getting to us to playing Shran. Certainly, Shran. You must have felt more comfortable uh, by the time you got to play Shran. Did you read for it? No. That was oh, an offer. Good. Thank Straight God. offer. God bless. Well, but you know, yeah, that was lovely. Yeah, but I, nice. I got to tell you, boys, uh, gentlemen, boys, because yeah. <laughs> um, I'm old as dirt, I can say that. Um, I, I got to tell you, though, I was a little miffed at Enterprise because initially, yeah, yeah, because before I was ever offered, because it, I, I'd already done and I thought proven myself with mm, Deep Space surely. Nine. And yeah, you played. One, you did. I did uh, two recurring roles on on one episode. Uh, you played how many parts? Two. Two. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I had when my agent would call and say they want to book you for Deep Space Nine. I had the absolute. Believe me, I. I want twelve thousand dollars. No, I had <laughs> I had the luxury, and I knew it was a luxury of saying, "Wait, which character?" Right. Okay. Not like, oh, well, I'm recurring. I had to. <laughs> which one? And because uh, I, I never knew. And I didn't even get a chance to go in and maybe try for a series regular. Ah, I right. sort of thought I had sort of proven myself here. This is a natural progression, isn't sure. it? And crickets. Well, I was going, OK, I mean, and then let's just quickly shuffle through. I mean, where would you have seen yourself playing? That, but, well, well, that's the yeah. thing. I'm, I'm, I'm flying blind there because I didn't really know what the characters were. OK, so as it turns out, there really wasn't a good fit for me. Uh, honestly, you know, I thought about this yesterday. Billingsley is brilliant. And I thought if there were anything that I would have, if there's anything that I would have maybe a, fit yeah, with, the, with the doctor. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think that the choices that I would have made would have probably been very similar to maybe way out. Right. Uh, precise, you, you know, yeah. r- rapid, uh, put together, you, you know, so it wouldn't have been new notes. For me. Right. Strangely enough, I was in a, one of the auditions I went to. There were there were some floxes in the hallway, and they were all of a certain physicality too. They were 
Exactly. Larger gentlemen, shall we say. So, God bless you, John. On the big, on the so, big so, size. So bless uh, Brandon Braga and Rick Berman for just kind of saying, let's just offer it to Jeff, right? Because really, Shran and Wayun and Brunt, those aren't the same instruments. You, right. you know what I mean? So it was, a, it was a deep honor for me. But when my agent called and said, the Enterprise called and they're offering you know, you a role. I, I I don't want to do a commercial for a rental car. Well, did you have a tape? Oh, that's right, the Enterprise oh, yeah, thing. Exactly. You did, a, did you? Do you have? A they t- didn't say Star Trek. Enterprise. Right. That's hilarious. Uh, no, did, they were trying to drop the Star Trek. Did you have at exactly. that point. Did yeah. you have a take on Shran, or how did you get to him? Because he's such a dynamic character. Well, I, I think all things go back to the writing. Uh, I didn't really know what to expect. I, I, the, my first two, my first questions were, wait a minute, wait, 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 this role that they're offering me, what is it? And they said, uh, well, it's it's an Andorian. I mean, they didn't really know, you know, your agents. Have we had Andorians before? Actually? Oh yeah, in the they original series right, right. and stuff, and and some of the movies that are in the kind of the background, but they hadn't been fleshed out. So for me, being a big original series guy, uh, I knew immediately. This is really cool. Yeah. Andorians, I get to sort of try to personify that. That's cool. But in the back of my mind, they were kind of diplomats. They were kind of they're, they're kind of cunning diplomats in the original series. Sure. What the brilliance of Brandon and Rick is that they turned them sort of they gave them a backstory. They had kind of a military Mm-hmm. kind of quality about them. Uh, Almost freedom fighter. Yes. Quality. Uh, just a real chip on their shoulders, you know, with a purpose and a, and a grievance against the Vulcans. Oh, really, really playable. And I, and I, and then, you know, and then you got Bob Blackman, the costume designer who yeah. gave me. Oh, fantastic outfit. So much to play with. Yeah. So, yeah. so what, just like, okay. So clarifying for Wear me. that to any leather party in Berlin. And then the makeup, <laughs> and then the and then the makeup with the antenna. It, it, it's like. Well, let me ask you about that. I mean, because I, I know that the antennas were sometimes um, a whole other character. They were. They had. To, they, remember the guys off to oh, the yeah. side. With yeah, the, they had the, the little the remote control. Called puppeteers. Puppeteers. I, thank because you. look, in scenes with you, I yeah. loved working with you because as a as an actor, you just jump in, do the thing, communicate, look into those eyes, hit your mark, and tell the truth. Likewise. And then. Likewise. And then, but the other. Th- element was is that of course don't look at the antenna. because the other element was of course you could hear this <laughs> did thing. you have to did we i don't i think i adr'd quite a lot of scenes i'd ever did with you guys did you adr everything that's in the you know when you go in the booth well it depended on on how much uh we had going on the amazing thing about that yeah, it really is. All the way through rehearsals and everything, I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a little gearbox in the back of my. It's vibrating right. off it's the back literally. of my skull, man. If you hear it, what do you think I'm hearing? Right. But when it was take time, I didn't hear it. Isn't that amazing? Really? Is that because you were just in the whole thing? Yeah. I didn't hear it. Right. I, I just to be honest, I, I didn't really wasn't really aware of it, and they were pretty good about like not. Right. Futzing with. Right. They could. All right. So listen, we're going to move on to. Um, hang on. Let me pour myself a drink. Yeah, so this the is a perfect uh, fan questions. All right. 
Jeffrey, are you ready for some fan questions? Oh, I'm bracing myself. Two and a half hours. <laughs> That's my first answer. And the next one is, uh, I, didn't I don't do have it. a favorite. I, did, I, did, I didn't do it. <laughs> and the third one is, I didn't do it. It wasn't me. <laughs> All right. This is from Cat One of a Kind uh, via Twitter. Okay. Shran was a pretty physical role. Did Jeffrey need to add anything to his fitness routine for his more active mm. scenes? Were there any mishaps? Also, what was it like to work with the cast of Enterprise compared to DS9? Good questions. Thank you for that. I uh, was. I noticed, and I've just been seeing the show again, how physical your role was. I mean, you uh, you did some stuff, mate. Yes. Yeah, no, really. You were thrown up against pretty much everything. You, had I, a, you, you wore a thong. I yeah. was just <laughs> through. I, I was uh, harassed and abused. No, I. Um, the answer is no. I, I, I didn't have to... Uh, I know you guys. I was really aware of you guys. It was lunchtime, and you go, we're going to the gym. Yeah, they did a lot, yes. You uh, did. Well, I took... Yeah, I mean, I didn't go to that gym. I didn't go to the gym at Paramount, but uh, I had the bed taken out of the back of my trailer, and I put yeah, likewise. a wake bench in there. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. I'm yeah. thinking about that today. Yeah, Dom's built like a hummingbird. I'm built like a... Um, yeah. um, uh, tree a brick shit house now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm lazy. I, I'm not very. Uh, I'm not a guy to go to the gym or. You anything. like the guitar. I like the guitar, and I and I walk, and I do gardening. I get. I try to do things that are right variety as opposed to pump, pump, pump. Kind of that doesn't really interest. It's not a me. formal workout. It's no, but a, I try to kind of yeah. keep keep it. An informal pottering. That's right. Yeah. And then were there were there any mishaps uh, in the, in the in the action scenes? Uh, no, no. Well, uh, there was one Andorian incident. I love Scott back. Can we just talk? Can we just? Oh yeah, Scott, yeah. Give Scott a little, 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 little blessing. Little yes. Scott blessing um, here. I'm telling that. you, man. Look at that. That's that was the Christmas present our first year, and he gave us all one. I know, he fr- and that was in the day when freeze-framing from the credits was a thing, I love you know, it. and then having it framed, and uh, that, that was sitting there he's a on class, the trailer. He's a class he's, act. He's a class act. He really is. It's been a joy watching him again Anyway, I'm beating the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm swinging and slugging him, you know, that first episode and Dorian incident. Yeah. And Scott, in his Scott way, goes, uh, can I talk to you? Uh, yeah, he goes, uh, that last swing, uh, I felt a little air. Or <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hmm. uh, I got you. No, note taken. Yeah, exactly. Will not happen again. He nearly right. got the back of the schnoz. <laughs> so I, I, I just hope Scott felt like he was in safe hands, uh, you know. He was a true professional. Uh, yeah. And made those years joyous. Unbelievable. He really. is the apex. We were very lucky oh, to have him. Uh, there were yes. the other parts of the question there. The last there. part of that was, what was it like to work with the cast of Enterprise compared to DSI? Oh, well, the tone, you know, I kind of, I, I guess my metaphor on this is like, let's say you work at the Ford plant and you're online making pentos and then you're moved over to making GTOs. GTOs. <laughs> The system is the same, right? Right. It's kind of you're making a different car, mm-hmm. but but the systems are in play where everything is. But one uh, car sexier. So there was yeah. Well, so there was familiarity, a drive. difference, but <laughs> yeah, familiar. You also Looks had cuter. You, you also had a nice luxury with Shran versus maybe the other uh, characters you played. That like you were definitely. Um, 
It was a gift. Inventing. I was. A role. I was. Uh, but the writing is where you start. Yeah, of course. I mean, there's what you're wearing and how you feel and, and all of that. But the writing informs you uh, what you're playing here. Always. What do you need? And, and, and how trustful are you of people and uh, what's your goal? And, you know, it, it, it makes me wonder, like, you know, I've got a very uh, specific, very short sheet on what it means to be an actor or what it means to do your job on camera. And for me, uh, it's the Jimmy Cagney notion of hit Stand, your mark, hit your mark, open your face and tell the truth. That's right. Hit and your mark it. and know your, just say the lines. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting you say Jimmy Cagney because that really was a, uh, a touchstone for Shram. Cagney. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can oh, see, I that. see that. Yeah. Just totally. stand and I, yeah. I'm smaller than you, but you got to go through me and I'm, yeah. and yeah. I'm committed. Right. So right. don't. No, I love that. That's fascinating. So I really, really went there. You thought of him. I absolutely thought oh, of him. That's amazing. Just like, you know, you watch, you know, White Heat and yeah. all it just spread the legs and just It's a grapefruit do in your not. A grapefruit in your face. Yes. <laughs> I gotta say, I just watched uh, is it Dogs of War or something, the episode when you're playing Krem. I don't remember the title uh, of it. I think but... it might be something like that. You are fantastic as Creme. Creme. Um, and it got, it's got the quote of all quotes. I just think it's the funniest thing. I literally guffawed. <laughs> Stroke my lobes. <laughs> Stroke my lobes. Well, I um, had already played Ferengis before. It's a fabulous episode. But the Ferengi that I played before was a detestable piece of shit, you know. But Creme was an innocent, lovely... It's that whole episode is uh, it's got overtones of did you know the Lavender Hill mob the, yes. those English yeah yeah. I, yes. English, yeah it's the Lavender Hill mob meets one of those sort of you know westerns comedy westerns 100% yeah right. it, it's so cleverly done I am and, the uh, unlikely hero yes. of the entire and you're brilliant thing. in it well and, thank, uh, you. thank and you. so is Nathan um uh, Ethan, Ethan Phillips, Phillips. oh he's fabulous they're brilliant they're all they're, all four of you are just fantastic and uh, Clint Howard is that Clint Howard? Yeah. Clint Howard? Well, you all you all whipped me with um, some sort of strange, which is a uh, homage to the early uh, Ferengis in TNG. Oh, really? Uh, was they, that right? they used to when they were first introduced, they were like they had whips oh, and all this stuff. Oh. So they're kind of because I worked with all three of you, right? For that, yeah. Yes, that was, uh, yeah. Why? I, I, why? I, I, because I was running around in, blue in underwear. my underwear, uh-huh. tight blue underwear. <laughs> yeah, I froze framed that a couple of times. <laughs> I, I remember uh, there was a there was a ladder and uh, to an upper deck, and uh, I, oh, okay. We'll get him with the whip. Here comes Connor. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, question number three. Uh, Via email, Katie Gallagher asks, do you still have any of Shran's antennas? (laughs) Do you have anything (laughs) from the show? No, but I can hum a few. No, Uh, no, I don't. The antenna, no. Uh, Kind of like, first of all, they're reusable, except for the the, uh, little rubber things that would go over them. It, it, that's good. No, I should have kept those. I don't have Do you? any of Dom? them. Dom? <laughs> <laughs> no, They're I, right here. I, I, I don't have uh, any of them. They're very protective of all that stuff. I have they, the oh, boots. they are. And the boots are next door, as I showed you earlier this morning. I, I have ha- Shran's I, boots. You have Shran's boots? I yeah. do. I've, I've, I've got a couple of things that um, I did not take from the set. 
pause. I did not take <laughs> but from you have the in set, your possession. but I have in my possession. But I've also been given from fans over the years. I've been given um, my original jumpsuit, uh, the Sim jumpsuit. <laughs> no idea what happened to Schrantz wardrobe. I mean, you know, they did a huge. It probably got auction. sold off. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they, well, they, they wanted to hold all of that. Uh. Well, yeah, there was. Uh, they, they made. Did. I mean, they literally made millions of dollars one weekend, didn't they? Through yep. Christie's. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Of all people. Oh, wow. Yep. I actually, they, I actually uh, have the catalog, the two catalogs right. of things they were Christie's selling. Christie's in London organized oh. that uh, yeah. auction. Yeah, they made. Uh, they, they, the whole. Do you remember that? They had that storage bin next to stage 18, right? Where they kept a lot of our stuff. And did you ever wander back there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, they just. Uh, you know, either they kept stuff or they just jettisoned it and sold it for profit. Uh, having said that, uh, with the notion of the roles and things we had, uh, we're going to go into trivia. And oh, Erica, uh, what do we I, have? This is where I fail. So this is our, well, well maybe not, because I'm a dumb, dumb, dumb. <laughs> You've done rather well. I, uh, I've had a couple of lucky moments, but here we go. So, yeah, tri- trivia time. Great. We're going to go around the room, and if you get the answer right, you get a point. All right. It's multiple choice. This is for you, Dominic. How many original Trek episodes featured a shirtless Captain Kirk? A, 9, B, 13, C, 21, D, all of them. <laughs> all of them. And the original series, how many times would have he gotten his shirt off? This is a I would, difficult I'm, question. I'm going to go with... It's either 9 or 13. I'm going to go with 13. You got it. Yes! yes. <laughs> William well Shatner done. bared his torso in 13 episodes, and they only made 79 total. If you add in the additional seven episodes where his shirt was ripped, then you've got Shatner showing skin in a full quarter of the whole series. Oh, oh, we Lord. are a peaceful people. <laughs> <laughs> I've said it many times. I watched that show as a kid growing up. I and, still and watch it. His, I'm, I'm going to look at it again. His um, chiffon clad ladies were, without doubt, my first foray into erotica. Oh, yes. Oh. Well, for me, for me pre-Diana, Princess Di, it was all Star you Trek. Can't, you can't mention her like that in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jeff. It's, it's against the rules. <laughs> she, right. was, she was Jeff, my first next. love. Yes. Where on earth did James T. Kirk grow up? Uh, okay, go ahead. Well, oh, I mean... You want to guess it? Go no, ahead. no, no, no. Answer. I know that one. A, a, Calgary. B, Mojave Desert. C, Iowa. D, Colorado. Iowa. Yep. Yes. As Kirk tells Dr. Jillian Taylor in Star Trek IV, uh, The Voyage Home, I'm from Iowa. I only work in outer space. Uh, yeah, I auditioned for the, when they did the reboot, the JJ reboot. They had me in to audition for the abusive father, Kirk. Really? Yes. really? They had no idea. They had no idea. <laughs> Not a clue. Nor did you. Nor did I say anything. <laughs> I, went, I went back three times, and I think at some point <laughs> someone went, said, Wait a minute. You do know. You, by the way. Never heard from them again. <laughs> oh, my God. That's anyway, amazing. It got reduced to a voiceover, but yeah, that's when. I re- and that's when I know the backstory of wow. Kurt. Oh, that's grew amazing. Up in a potato Iowa. field in Iowa. Sure. Right. Anyway, All right. All right. Connor. Um, Connor. Yeah. All yeah. right. When Connor, when Kevin Riley was under the PSI 2000 virus, what Elvis song did he repeatedly sing? A. Burning Love. B. I'll Take You Home Again, Kathleen. C. Always on My Mind. D. Suspicious Minds. Hmm. Hmm. D. Oh no. Boo. I was I was going to go with D. Suspicious Minds. It wasn't that. A. Hey. No. 
Uh, it's B. I'll take you home again, Kathleen. Who knows? Well, this? let me get this broom and the sweeper. In the original series episode, The Naked Time, after catching a virus, he would repeatedly sing, I'll take you home again, Kathleen. Mark, who was the first real-life astronaut to appear in any Star Trek episode? A, Alan Bean. B, Sally Ride. C, Charles Conrad. Or D, Mae Jemison. Uh, Alan Bean. Yes. Wrong. No! I thought it was Alan Bean. I'm mentioned. so happy. I'm so happy. Uh, We're going to win. It's D, yes. it's D. Mae Jemison. Uh, Mae Jemison was the first actual astronaut to appear in any Star Trek show. She played Lieutenant Palmer in Star Trek The Next Generation, episode entitled Second Chances. Oh. Sorry, Mark. Sorry. Not really. It's okay. I won last week. So. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You usually All right, so we're back again. How did Vaughn do at this last week? All right. He lost. Dominic. All right. How many times was Scotty declared dead on the original Star Trek series? A, 1, B, 2, 3, C, D, 0. Oh, my God. Scotty. What How many times was he declared dead? Listen, come on now. Let's I'm get the answer Captain. correct. I don't know if the engines can take <laughs> it. Wait. Listen, I if you're going to answer it, you answer it correctly. Someone's clearly <laughs> had too much of the envy this week. <laughs> Are you envious? Uh, no. I'm going to go, I think, once. No. Close. Twice. Ah! <laughs> According oh, to ah! ah! that one. That's ah! a crystal fuck me up. Stop. I went twice there, lads. Uh, Where's the scotch? <laughs> According to the Trek Wiki Memory Alpha, the Enterprise engineer was counted out two times before going on to appear in about 30 more years worth of Federation adventures. The dilithium With crystals. a lot of scotch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, Jeff, you're next. Okay. What character asks Data if he is fully functional? A. Beverly Crusher. D. Deanna Troy. C. Captain Picard. Or D. Tasha Yar. That's a hard one, Jeff. It's a hard one. I'm no. gonna say uh, Beverly Crusher. Yes, Mark. No, I don't think Mark. Mark. Are Mark. we stealing? I'm stealing it anyway. Ah, oh. it's Tasha Yar. Ah, oh, well, I want that was my second choice. It's <laughs> the second episode of the of the Next Generation. Listen, uh, Jeff, you may be sweeping up the studio soon. Uh, in the Naked Now, Tasha Yara, if he is oh. fully functional, yeah, he replies that he is not only functional in every way, but he is also programmed in multiple techniques. You know what I say? TMI. And Tasha <laughs> replies, "That's exactly what I hope." Oh my God. <laughs> I'll give you the best 20 light years of your life. All right. Is it, is it me now? Now it's yes, Connor. Connor. Come right. on, Connor. Right. Yeah. All right. Christine Chapel originally joined the Enterprise because she was looking for whom? A, her father, B, her brother, C, her fiance, or D, her son? Mark. No, oh, he no, can't no, answer. answer. <laughs> He's just intimidating over there with his hand Connor, up. This is for you. Her brother. Wrong. Mark, I want to steal. damn it. Her fiance. Yes, Christine Chapel, the ship's nurse in the original series. But then series. she fell in love with Spock. Look at that. He's even taking notes on the score. I don't know if you guys are following uh, along. Yeah, uh, we are awful. now tied. I need a pen. I should take yeah. notes. Yeah, so what do we do now? No, it's my question, so uh, I may actually just win this thing. I hate this. I hate it's this awful. game. Okay. Mark, Shalif syndrome was a condition that affects one's ability with what? A, taste, B, sight, C, sound, D, smell. Yeah, Mark. Which one is Wait, it? Which one is it? Yeah, Mark. What series was it in, does it say? We don't know. It's mm. sight. Impossible to say. Nope. <clears throat> it's sound. Sound. Oh. We're tied. It's a tie. I guess we all um, have to clean the we're show. We're all going to sweep I, ha- I hate to say this, but do we do a rubber match now? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, actually, you know what? We should. There's a deal breaker. 
Go on, deal breaker. Yeah. Deal breaker. Yeah. All right. This is hands on buzzers for yeah. all this of us. This is hands on buzzers. Yeah. All right. You just we shout call out your name. name. Who does the hair challenged Picard claim to be when terrorists capture him in the next gen episode, Starship Mine? Hair Picard. challenged. Claim Who does the hair challenged? Barber. Connor. Well. Mark is first. I said a barber. That's right. Okay. Well, it's Mott the barber. I give oh, it to him. Oh, okay. It's a yeah. He's. <laughs> I don't Mott, want to. Mott is a uh, is a blue um, a bullion who's the barber on the Enterprise in the Next Generation. He's also bald, and in the episode, uh, Riker gives him shit for getting a haircut when he's bald. Picard is basically bald. He said he was a barber. Off, off. This is uh, <laughs> this didn't end well for us. Yeah, we tried. We, we tried. Moving on. Moving right? on. Jeff, what yeah. are you, what, what's happening now? What's happening now? Yeah, That's what you. I keep yeah, saying every right? day. What is happening now? Um, well, you know, I, I, amazingly, I've been able to like kind of work here and there Talk through this hideousness, yes. um, lurching from thing to thing. I just recently finished a Western uh-huh. of all things, playing a um, Pinkerton Detective. Oh, you mean that that's sort of Sundance kid Pinkerton <laughs> searching for to... those boys? Well, that's well, right. well. And I is um, it? Does it reference the Butch Cassidy? It's all about those boys, and uh, I can't really say too much because you know there's a thing called NDAs. Right. But, uh, actually, we were right next to uh, Rust mm. when that happened. Were you? We're, uh, we were really? Like a this mile is quite away. recently. Uh, you know the crews know each other and and, and like a heartbeat uh we heard i heard before wow really yeah hey there's been a shooting over you know really really yeah it is uh and yeah and that affected us obviously it's all pending but it well you can't believe that something can happen like that honestly no there are so many protocols that were missed there i'm sorry really i mean really it's hard to believe that uh you know we've all spent so much time working really on this show in particular you know, using safety, safety, yeah, safety. Sa- it's, it's, it's all about safety and the idea that something could happen again. I don't have, there's no stake in the game for me, but, um, I've got a lot of questions. I, I wonder why are you using any, why are you using any rounds on a show well, when you can, it can, it's all done in post now. Well, anyway. this is what I would say. Why uh, are you using a real gun? Uh, why, you know, there's so many whys. Our here. show, the firing pins are out of the guts. Yeah. Right. And guess what? Even though the firing pins were out of the guns, what did they do? The guy came to me every time and showed you and an empty showed gun. me and rotated yeah, and right. click 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 and I mean you and I you and I have done shows like like sci-fi movie of the week kind of things in Bulgaria oh. where like you know you've got guys who like you know it'll you, be okay you, don't worry you have to be the one who's responsible That's right. for that thing and you say you know show no, it to me and yeah. they have an attitude about it but they do show it to you but right? they do they do they when do. you ask them to mm-hmm. but you have to ask them to right um this is not that though you what have, do you think what was that i think it was a lot of a cascade yeah. of mistakes here the fact that a first AD hands you a gun and says it's good, yeah. I'd go, whoa, 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 time out, time yeah. out, time out. Where's, where's the arbor? There's protocol. Where's, where's the, yeah. the arbor? armor? You didn't show me. Can yeah. I see it? First of all, if you, I'm not going to take your word for it. Yeah. Everybody shouldn't take anybody's word for this. No. I, well, they were it's cutting corners. He's being me. sued, as you probably heard on the radio. Well, they're all being sued. Yeah. But you were right there. Not even a mile away. Not even right. a mile away. And... Uh, so, you know, they swoop down and 
made sure that we were following protocols. And, and it wasn't even the same because I, I want to know who said, I want the guns to fire. I All want right. the guns to have blanks in them and fire. Yeah. To camera. To camera or in any shot, we need to have blanks because yeah. in this day and age, That's almost irrelevant. you put that in yeah. in post. Right. Yeah. And, and I've no, I haven't worked on a set, and I've shot a few guns in the last few years. They're, they're always just you know, they're rubber guns, and and you pretend, and you pretend, <laughs> especially this day and age. Why, why? are la- live rounds happening at all? Blank live rounds. Why are they? Yeah, they well, shouldn't be. I just feel that this is a production problem. They cut corners. They decided that this person could do two jobs, uh, be a prop person and be the armorer. Big, big, fat mistake. You know how many armorers turned that job down? Yeah. Because they said, you want me to do what? That's not my responsibility, and I'm not going to do two jobs for what you're paying me here. Uh, This isn't safe. Right. I did hear on uh, that radio show on NPR, uh, the business, this production company was kind of well known for this sort of corner cutting. Pushing it, pushing it, pushing, pushing it. it. Yeah, they, It'll be they fine. Are. Don't worry about it. And everybody yeah. agrees to do it because it's an opportunity. And then ultimately this will always happen. That's why our production is great because we take our sweet ass time. And we don't and, and we don't <laughs> shoot anyone. And we don't shoot anyone. Yeah. Right. It is not yet. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We don't we don't we, it's well, I'm uh, getting there. Erica, um, I think we have some fan questions, correct? I'm going to introduce producer Mark to do the next set of fan questions. Hi, great. All right. So uh, Matthew Stokes uh, sent us an email asking all of you. Uh, when the show finished, did any of you guys get to keep any of any cool souvenirs, uh, either officially or just something that you picked up rather than uh, got thrown into a dumpster? I think I think we kind of oh, covered, covered that. that. Yeah, yeah kind of. I actually, boots. I have a couple. Do you remember that one episode when uh, we went to some planet where it was all crystally? and they were the big rock formation crystals, and the production oh, yeah. manager. I've got a couple of those. I've in the got city one room. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Literally, he let me back the truck up, and uh, and put them under a blanket and, and walk them out. The I, door. I, yeah, you know, I, know I, I did yeah, Deep I Space that, yeah. Nine, and then I did this, and they were just really, really, really militant about this stuff. They were, especially for our show. Yeah, and that's why I had to go in with a trench coat. Trench coat, exactly. Same one you stole the booze with. Yes. <laughs> you know, I've heard stories. You that know, trench coat came in. Uh, you know, Armin Shimmerman, Armin Shimmerman had oodles of wardrobe. I mean, all kinds oh, yeah. of different outfits, yeah. different colors and tapestry and all, all this sort of stuff. And, you know, while they were shooting, he would like, okay, Armin, go to your trailer and get into the other costume for the next scene. And he went to his trailer and his costume that they'd, they'd hung in there. He'd take? Was gone. No way. Yes way. Well, Someone had gone into his trailer and... And already, already half-inched it, as we say back home. Half-inched it? it pinch. Half-inch pinch. <laughs> okay. That's, That's amazing. a good one. Uh, uh, or a bunch of tea leaves. Thieves. <laughs> All right. Another, uh, question, quick, another question. I can keep it coming. All right. Vicky Walker, via email, would like to know, uh, any specifics on or offset memories with Porthos? Whether the actors were allowed to interact with the dogs, how much time was spent getting the right angle, and the logistics of a dog in space. Did you, I, I did will you, say, did I, you do scenes with Porthos? I, I, I will say this: we didn't have on our show really much. It was the captain's dog. jokes or anything like you know? If, if the dog was there, 
you couldn't talk to the dog. Unless it was and the dog, scene both that was disruptive. Yeah, because the dog's got to kind of stay in the zone Porthos and not was, be. <laughs> we should stay for the record. Porthos was two two dogs, dogs. both girls. Oh, Prada. Ooh, look at you, Prada and Chanel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, and Dior. Uh, they were quite uh, Gucci. They were lovely. They were thirteen-inch beagles. They were absolutely delightful. But you couldn't uh, but look no, at them. The handler was, was very strict, and uh, you weren't allowed to interact whatsoever. They were working dogs. Make no mistake. We've talked about this a lot. That like you know, there's some sort of like you know notion of that there was some sort of did we have jokes or right we didn't did you do we, 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 listen I mean, man we, we really didn't this i mean there, like, there were there were when a you're couple sitting of a, there trying to remember the dilithium dicorder right. of the yeah i'm worried about lines right yeah i'm not worried about joking this is serious stuff here you we gotta, had very little of that very little of it yeah, no, true. I mean, uh, there weren't a lot of pranks. Late going on, on a Friday night, it got a little loopy sometimes. It's, can I circle back uh, and just talk one last bit about Shran and uh, and your invention of him, and and talk about? I know you. I have heard in the ether that you you thought about this sort of uh, the troubles in Ireland as a sort of launching off point for uh, for for inventing the Andorian uh, Vulcan conflict. Right. Talk a little bit about that because it's quite interesting. I think. Well. You know, it's like you, as an actor, you always try to find like the pers- thing that you can play. What's personal to you? How, how can you hook into this, right? What, how do you make it specific yeah. for you? And and just in reading the, the scripts, it was like the Andorians had a, had a real grudge against the uh, aloof, cold uh, Vulcans. Mm. Uh, they were encroaching on their land. Mm. They were disingenuous about it. We couldn't trust them. And it's like, well, how do I make that specific for myself? Something a little more uh, focused. And I just thought of the Irish and and, and the British. And and, um, it sort of made harmonic sense to me. Uh, That I could play. Uh, um, How did that work for you? In what way did that work for you? Well, just that grievance that well, you're your, pretending in, 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 that you are superior and you have all the answers and you're hiding behind this veneer mm. of logic only, when in reality, all your logic is rationalizing uh, taking our territory. <laughs> we would like very much to uh, acknowledge the fan art. Oh. Uh, and we uh, our, 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 our friend of the show. Would you look at that? Uh, Tiffany Lovett. Yes, I know Tiffany. Let's give it a proper look in the camera. Come on. There we go. Because it's rather special then, I have to say. Oops, sorry. Isn't that nice? Look at that. Yeah. There we go. Uh, Tiffany. Love Tiffany it. Love it. And Tiffany we do love, love it. it. And we Tiffany love it. Tiffany love it. Tiffany. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks so much. Nanu, nanu. Look at that. Yeah. Long really. live Andoria. Very, Fantastic. Very accomplished, my dear. Yeah. Listen, my gratitude for the Trek culture is <sighs> deep, wide, and yeah, and just never end- ending, endless. Yeah, it is truly. It's, yeah. uh, it, 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 it never ceases to me. I was a little boy in front of the TV, wearing out the carpet, watching yeah. Star Trek. My dad was like, "I want to watch the fights." Yeah, why are we watching this? Oh, yeah. you mean the you mean the the, the, the original boxing. series? Yeah, right. he, he like yeah. you know, and it was on the I don't like channel. Wrestling. Yeah, it was like you know, right. Uh, it, it had a deep impression on me early on, the spirit of it. And uh, I, I just can't tell you how proud I am to be a part of it. I didn't know what I was doing. 
but I've learned the mantra of what it means to be um, part of the Trek, a part of the a part of the legacy. community. Yeah, 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 and it's remarkable. And that's the Star Trek philosophy: is that we are one, and we have to get along. We have to be tolerable. That's how we get through right. intolerance and bigotry and hatred. Doesn't cut it. No, I agree. Ladies and gentlemen, um, I can't even tell you how much we've all enjoyed having Jeff Combs here. I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed this. Uh, <laughs> nah, there is no, a never-ending surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part. You can you can come back anytime uh, you want. Yeah. I, I do want to Let's say, uh, uh, Jeff, pleasure as always to see you and to have you here, and thank you for coming. I could not even fathom saying no. I'm not interested. Oh man! Because I love you, boys. Bless you, yeah. mate. Love I you call as you well. boys, but I mean that affectionately. <laughs> Gentlemen, you're the best. Uh, uh, well, listen, listen. I hope it won't be the last time either. Uh, there will be other uh, moments in the pod. And I'm uh, sure when, when I heard you were doing this, I went, I, I, I I've got to jump in. I've got to bless you, mate. I've got to be part of these boys. Thank you. I, I, I really have to support this and encourage it. Do it. Keep, uh, keep watching. Yeah. These guys are great. Yeah. Uh, thank, thank you, brother. Thank you so much. Love you, man. We'll see you on set. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Erica, thank you so much, as always, for uh, producing our section. And thank you, yes, for all oh, the trivia. Thank you. Everything. Yeah. All the fan questions. And, um, thank you. Be, be because you thank didn't you. lose the uh, trivia, you don't have to clean up. I don't have to clean up anything. <laughs> I'm going to watch you guys clean. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got one of them right. I think I'm out of here. Mop. <laughs> Bucket. Supervisor. I don't do low dusting. Jeff, thanks so much for coming. Um, we have a gift for you. Um, I hope you appreciate this. It's a Glenlivet 12. Oh. Uh, and um, mm. drink that as you will. Um, this card here. Mm-mm. Well, no. The... no, you cannot. <laughs> There's also a card. Oh, <laughs> should I read it? Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, go really. ahead. Go has ahead. anybody done that? I don't no. think anybody has. I don't think has. so. They no. kind of went, oh, thank <laughs> you. No, 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 read that. Read that. Okay. Dear Jeff. What makes you think that you are any kind of an actor? <laughs> what? <laughs> You're awesome, and thanks for everything, Erica. Thanks so much, Jeff. Uh, it was uh, great having you here, Jeff. Thank you, sir, for being for being you. <laughs> and Jeff, thank you so much uh, doing this with us. Uh, we always uh, it's a pleasure hanging out with you, and bless you, my. Oh, Bright. come on. We talked pretty one day. We, we wrote better than that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> My bride's... I'm always the bridesmaid and never the bride. Not, you know not, not today. I am the Kiki Hernandez. <gasps> Look at Dodgers. Of Star Trek. Well done. The off-the-bench utility player yeah. that can get it done. Love you. Well, uh, cheers, man. Thank cheers. you Thank you much. so much. Appreciate it. It's empty, but in spirit, it's not. Oh, that's the plan. Mm. Oh, there's a drop. Next time, Andorian Ale. <laughs> All right. Ciao. Ciao. Thank Nanu. you. Nanu.
You want more Shuttle Pod Show? Be sure to hit the like button and subscribe. It's important. Shuttle Pod, pink skins.